Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Sofa Sensei's on the Aki and Saltfish Digital Network. You're joined by me, Kavan, and today we have a very special guest. He is a boxer, goes by the name of Luke Herdman. Is there a nickname? No, just Luke Herdman. Luke Herdman. He's a unit, as you can tell. He's our first heavyweight on Sofa Sensei's, and I tell you what, he's got a story I cannot wait to share with you. We're talking about fighting Joe Joyce. We're talking about fighting Anthony Joshua, and then we're talking about Luke Herdman 2.0 and what his visions are now for the heavyweight division, including him. So, without further ado, let's get stuck in. This is Sofa Sensei's on the Akin Selfish Digital Network. Let's go. So, first of all, Luke, how you doing? I'm doing all right. A bit tired, but I'm all right. Yeah, been a long day training? Uh, yeah, I've done a bit of training today. Yeah, I've done some sprints. And, Damn, um, that's about it, really. Sprint, uh, sprints are are painful. I've seen some steps on yeah. your story. Was that today? That's, yeah, I've done the steps today. Yeah. <sighs> Talk us through the steps. What are the steps? What is, uh, they're at Sywell, Sywell Country Park. Okay, are those? So, um, I've been training there for a year, and then my boys, they um, they come to stay with me uh, a couple of weeks back, and we're walking round, and I said, "Oh, Dad, look at them steps," and I looked at them, and I thought. How come I ain't seen them for a yeah. year? Like you know, I mean? I've been walking around there for a year and I ain't seen them. So then, so now I'm doing the the uh, steps, running up steps, and obviously, it's doing me good because um, normal jogging. Obviously, as I'm getting older, and um, not so much heavier, but it's it's, it's harder on my body mm. doing normal running. So, so doing the incline steps is actually easier and better for me. So there's a few heavyweights that seem to like that <clears throat> sprinting style as opposed to running. I know um, David Hay, he hated the long runs. He was much more of a sprinter. And I suppose that reflects in his fighting style as well, that explosiveness. Does, is that the same for you, that explosiveness in your style? Well, that's, as I'm getting older, obviously I've only just started boxing again. So I'm working on more of the explosive stuff mm. than more of the stamina. I've sort of got the stamina, but I need to uh, relax more in the ring and, and, and do more explosive stuff and, and get through the rounds because nice. of my age you know so yeah we'll get we'll get into that as well yeah. 2.0 yeah. um, so what was your first introduction into boxing um, my first fight was when I was 20 years old and um, obviously the reason I started fighting is because I was going to end up in prison because I was always fighting on the street um, and obviously in our household was it was all up and down with, with my mum and dad and that, you know, so um, my mum and dad were always arguing and, and fighting and, and then I got really angry as a kid and then I used to end up fighting on the street all the time. So getting arrested every weekend and then my dad got hold of me and said, listen, you're going to start fighting. I, I really didn't have a choice um, and I was good at it, you know, and then obviously my first fight was 20 and I stopped this guy. He was, he was a travelling guy and, and I, and I beat him first round when I was 20. Wow. First amateur fight. Yeah. That's a hell of a start. Yeah. When we're talking as well about, you mentioned he was a traveller guy, there's a lot of um, boxers that come from a travelling background and they're tough. They're tough guys. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're, they're good. And to, to stop one in the first round is an achievement. What did that make you feel like? Is, is that like, okay, this is for me or did you feel like... <clears throat> Well, I, I didn't like I didn't like fighting. I only done it because my dad wanted me to do it. Right. So, and even up until the point of me obviously boxing and getting to a higher level, um, I, I messed around at the sport 
when I was younger. So I was well, I wasn't dedicated. I wasn't disciplined. I never believed in myself. I never um, achieved what I should have achieved because I was I was doing it because my dad wanted me to do it. Mm. You know, but he taught me well and my ability through like genetics because my dad was a good fighter. I I sort of managed to get through, survive basically mm. in there. Um, that's all it was really was survival mode and my natural ability to box what did your dad want from you out of boxing was it any amateur titles professional titles or no, was it just the outlet he, he he knew that I could go world you know world mm. to the top but I never believed it so why do you think you didn't have that belief in yourself because I was always messing around with drugs and, and getting into, you know, I started then selling drugs when I was at that age as well. And I only stopped selling drugs in 2016. Um, so I was heavily involved in, in the criminal world and, and, you know, selling cocaine and drugs and stuff like that. And then eventually getting hooked on it, you know. So, mm. so yeah, so that's why I never achieved what I should have, you know. So at this at this juncture then, was boxing a constant throughout those decisions you were talking about selling drugs and, and taking drugs eventually? Was boxing on the back burner at that point or was it still part of your life? No, it was, obviously I'd win one fight and then I'd go missing and then end up breaking my hands. Or, I don't know, there was always something yeah. that stopped me reaching my full potential and um, I just didn't want it, you know. I was just doing it, to, like I said, to please my dad and trying to get him off my case, mm. you know. And then I'd have this emotion, like I'd have this impulsive emotion like oh yeah I'll start fighting again get fit you know on um, uh, a decision on impulse you know yeah. get fit then have another fight leave it alone so I'd have one fight every two three years and then you know I wasn't consistent mm. so we've had a few boxers on, <coughs> on this show and every time they talk about how boxing is so closely knit to their identity it doesn't sound like boxing was part of your identity at this point. What was your identity at this time? Um, when I was younger, you yeah, know, um, I didn't. Really, it's just a reputation for being a, a drug dealer and a, and a crook, sort of. Uh, in that case, basically, mm. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was a, I was quite wild, very wild in my area in London. You know what I mean? Like, so I had, I, you know, I've still got a reputation now. So, you know, it was to. Uh, get a reputation for myself in, in, in on the street. That's that was my goal. Did boxing help with that? Or was it the other things that Not at all. I mm. mean to, in my dad's eyes it, it was supposed to help. Um but nah, I w I wasn't my heart weren't in it at all. Fair enough. Um but I done well, you know, and, and I managed to Box, Andy Joshua and, and Joe Joyce. And there's just it's a miracle that I, that I got in there with them. And <laughs> let's, let's jump straight into that. Then. Yeah, go on then. So if we could start with AJ. Yeah. You fought him when I think he was about 13 and one as an amateur? No, he had 17. 17 so fights 17 at fights, yeah. Um, that was an A... I won the... No, sorry. I was in the ABAs twice. Um, novice ABAs, got to the final and got beat. That was about four years before AJ. And then, obviously, you know, tried to um, rehabilitate myself again with boxing. Yep. Um, and got fit, sparring, never as fit as I am now. And then went into the ABAs, because you obviously have to apply, go into the ABAs. And um, 
And I'll be honest with you, what it was is um, there wasn't the ABAs was um, not doing very well. There's not a lot of heavyweights about. Yeah. And there's obviously there's um, there's three stage like you fight and then you got you got quarterfinals, semifinals, and then the finals. Um, and basically, I got a bye to the final. So I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I watched Andy Joshua fight in the semifinals. And obviously they they draw it out of a hat. Who's gonna, right? Who's going to win? Who's going to box in the final? So you just got straight in. Yeah. So I I had to watch Anthony Joshua beat someone first, yeah. and then I got to the, I was already in the final. Sweet fast so track. Yeah, 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 fast track. Yeah. Um, but obviously there was promoters already there offering him money. Um, they knew he was going to be something special. Then, you know. Did you know? At that point, like this guy's no, gonna be because I've been out the boxing scene for like right quite a while because I was off off my head, yeah. You know, so I didn't really know about him. Um, my coach did, um, and there was a guy called Harry Holland there. Um, he was he's a professional. He he was Julius Francis. Um, okay, yeah, he, yeah. He, he was his manager, and he was in my corner as well. And he said, "Listen, Luke." Guy's gonna be a world champion, like you know. He said, but if you, you know, because I was, I didn't want to fight him, and I was gonna, I was gonna. Funny enough, my my wife got put in prison the the week before, so my head was all over the place. Yeah. Um, he said, but go in there and give it a crack, and 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 he said, in years to come, you'll say you you, you fought a world champion, and that's his exact words <laughs> that he said to me before I got in there. Mystic. Trainer right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I went in there, give it my best shot. Uh, he didn't really hurt me in the first round. I, I, you know, I was I was boxing well, and then um, in the second round, he caught me with a shot. He got the ump about something. I, know, I can't remember. It's on the video. And then uh, right at the end of the second round, you know, he's, as he goes all guns blazing. Yeah. And, and then Peter Matthews, who's who's passed away now, he he chucked the towel in. So I got stopped at the end of the second round. So at that point, did you think then after fighting him that he's going to be something special or was it just an, another fight? This is a funny thing. Like, I've done a, um, a little talk about it today. Like, no, I didn't. And I didn't want him to either. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So over the years of me being a drug addict, because my drug problem got worse from then. Right. Real bad. Um, and then, so I'd always watch his fights and think, oh, he ain't going to win, he ain't going to win. Yeah. And he just progressed and progressed and become world champion, and I become an absolute down and out drug addict. Yeah, you know. Do you think the drug addiction was fueled by the losses and and the, but not just the losses themselves, but the fact that you didn't commit yourself and then lost? Do you think that's reinforcing those messages um, in your mind about worth and belief and? Yeah, like um, obviously, I got I, I was. Um, I started taking cocaine when I was 20 and then in 2016, obviously, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. You know, and obviously, that's my faith and God saved me. Like, it's a miracle. Right? So, I never knew nothing about Jesus and, and so God, Jesus saved my life in 2016. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, my, my drug my drug habit just got worse and then I was hooked on crack cocaine for five years as well. So, oh, it was terrible. Mm. You know, I was living in a little room and had nothing. You know, so, and then I'd watch them progress. Even Joe Joyce, you know, yeah, yeah. Joe Joyce was like, you know, he, you know, I beat him really. He, he got the decision, but yeah. So like, 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 yeah. So looking back at it all, it, yeah, I've always had on my conscience 
you know, you know, and there was they progressed further than the ABAs. They went to the Olympics and everything yeah. else. But I could have done that if I had the dedication and mm. commitment. Like you, all I had to do was be in that era. I didn't have to be a world champion. You look yep. at Chisora and these these hangabouts that Bro. are multi-millionaires and they're not even that great. I just had to keep fit, keep dedicated and just be in that era of boxing and would have done something special. You know? Chisora's uh, resilience, if you will, and his ability to stick around the sport is seriously admirable because you're right. He's not that special. No, but it's it, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you keep out of sport and you just commit to it, you go through them hard fights, you do all the yeah. sparring, and you're in the mix, and you just stick at it. It becomes, it's not a big thing, mm. you know. So, um, and it's like now I've just had two fights in two months, yeah, yeah, and I just need to keep at it, you know. Even at my age, I just got to keep at it, and that's what they done. They kept at it. And, and and become world class, you know. Yeah. So that that like I said, that was always, I always had a, a low self worth and thought, do you know what, and kicked myself for years because I knew that I could have mm. I could have become something special, you know. And I think some of the things that mm. reinforce that feeling of what you definitely could have been would be the Joe Joyce fight, you know. Well, that, that that was yeah. I mean, I look at that and I, and and I see where he's gone with it, and especially when. You know, uh, he he didn't even he didn't even hit me once, like really. Yeah. You know, so like he, yeah, that that that's that's a bit disturbing. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like you know he's yeah that that's a bit disturbing. But good luck to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, God bless him. You know. But um, if if we rewind four weeks ago, Joe Joyce was the boogeyman of the division. He was the man that the conversations were saying, yeah, (laughs) the conversations were saying, Wilder doesn't want to get in there with him because Wilder won't crack his chin. Usyk will get ran through by Joe Joyce. Anthony Joshua wouldn't stand a chance. This Anthony Joshua wouldn't stand a chance against this Joe Joyce. Then we saw the introduction of Big Bang Zhili Zhang, who exposed the speed deficiencies in Joe Joyce. Now, Joe Joyce has always been slow, up until now, people couldn't exploit that. Yeah. But then Zhang came in and could exploit that and actually had Joe Joyce on wobbly legs once, which we'd never seen before as well. Yeah. Um, and it's that southpaw style as well that seemed to have caught Joe Joyce uh, off guard. But then again, people do say Joe Joyce came in too light for that fight. Mm. You don't know. I don't know what that, you know, if that is the case or not. But I think what's interesting is Joe Joyce has always been beatable, but it shows you the power of a marketing machine where they can build him up as this juggernaut who's unbeatable. Oh, cash cow. Exactly yeah, that. Yeah, like golden, exactly golden, that. Golden goose. Yeah. Yeah, so like, yes, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what it is. But, you know, it's like, it's like my dad says to me, for, you know, speed, every great fighter had speed. Yeah. You know, speed and, and could defend. And you can't, you can't, um, become world class because you take too many shots <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean like oh yeah because I can take a punch I'm going to go to the top no that's not a game plan no, no, that's not a game plan and obviously he realised obviously you know what a silly fight to take yeah at this time as well yeah. when he was mandatory if he just waited yeah but you know that's what I mean like it's just and there's, there's no comeback from that you don't think so no rematch no way there's, there's no comeback from a defeat like that yeah it's, it's shocking, like when you, when you, when you, um, sorry, when you get beat in 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 that way, and obviously he he couldn't 
you know, he got free, hit three three times with the same punch. I mean, who 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 can't? Why can't you defend a shot? It's just there's no promoter or no man. No one's gonna promote that. No one's gonna. Um, that's, done, that's it. It's done. Do you know what's what's funny as well? When you say he got hit with the same punch three times, we're thinking back to a week later after that fight, Javonta Davis. If you throw the same combination at him two or three times, he's cleaning you up. You'll, you'll, you'll change your way. Yeah. You, you, if you get hit once and you you have to recuperate and change change the way you box, you know. So obviously, you know, you're of the view that you, you beat Joe Joyce that night, but he got the decision on the cards. Was Do you think there's anything to that in, in the sense that people knew he was going to be this golden goose later on? Or was no, that just no, the way no, boxing no, works? No, this Joe Joyce is totally different to Joshua. For, there was um, a thing on Instagram the other day. I think it's Joe, uh, the ginger hair guy. I don't know he's behind. His manager or something like that. I don't know who he is, but I saw it on the Instagram and everyone's like slating Anthony Joshua, uh, saying that Joe Joyce going to walk through him. And I just put on there like, hold up, like I boxed both of them. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony Joshua is a dangerous fighter, and he ain't finished. He's no way near finished. Okay. Me, yeah. Let's come back to that. Anthony Joshua is not. Um, he's being very wise right now and he, he's nowhere from finished and Joe Joyce he didn't threaten me he didn't I didn't get harmed once in, in the fight I know it's only 3 twos, amateur yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Andy Joshua is, is hard totally different totally different league so then I put on there I said Look, hold on I boxed them both of them right and they all slated me all, who's this guy Instagram's you know, always don't know what he's talking about yeah. and then the next week he he, he, he gets um he gets beat, you know, badly. So you mentioned Joshua there, and Joshua's not done. No way. And now, uh, what are we saying? What year is it now? Six years ago, Joshua fought Klitschko, oh. and um, that was obviously I'd probably say Joshua's best name on his resume. Great fight, fantastic fight. I'd probably say one of the last aggressive Joshuas we saw as well. Um, but of course, he was fighting a forty-one-year-old Vladimir Klitschko, who up until then, Bar Tyson Fury, of course, had gone 10 years undefeated. There is still loads of time for AJ to replicate such a run like Vladimir. So you say he's not done. Tell us why he's not done. Because he's a great fighter. You know, he's got, he's got, you know, he's fast, he's, he's, he's sharp, he's, you know, when he, when he, when he sees someone's hurt, he, he finishes them off very mm. quickly. He's a great finisher. And all right, well, because he's got to the top and, had a couple of defeats against um, Yusek. I mean, in the last fight he boxed against Yusek, he boxed really well. Yeah. He changed his whole style, adapted. He was yeah. moving his head and, and he'd done the 12 rounds and lost on points, but he boxed well. Yeah. And everyone's like saying he's done. Well, he didn't get knocked out. He didn't. He just lost on points. And um, and this last fight he's just had, I, he could have opened up at any time, I believe, and, and dealt with this, the other guy, I can't remember his name now, the American guy. But, you know, it's his first fight back and he just wanted to, Go through the motions, mm. wouldn't you? You know, you ain't been in the ring for a long time. You want to get the rounds under your belt. You know what I mean? So, I don't think he's done. It's that self-beliefing again, isn't it? I think Anthony Joshua, that is probably one of his his weak points. And I compare him to Dylan White purely because Dylan White has lost three times by a vicious knockout each time. And you could argue... Dylan White's finished. Yeah, yeah, exa exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You could argue that last one was the name. He's done. He's done. Yeah. But mentally... He still seems as strong as ever. Even if physically his punch resistance is, is gone, he seems mentally as strong as ever. AJ, despite only being stopped once in his career, seems like he's missing a trick. But I think his new trainer, Derek James, um, will do him a world of good. 
yes. A lot of people uh, don't see this, but it beat Tyson Fury, AJ. Wow. Yeah. What makes you say that? Because if I remember rightly, in 2010, he knocked Tyson Fury out in sparring. When he was an amateur, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was an amateur, like, so that was in 2010, so, and I'm pretty sure that happened. Like, um, you know. I think I think Tyson even said it on, a, on an interview. Tyson says a lot of things, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Tyson Fury, he boxed that Australian guy and got, well, he got, he got beaten up. Like it's only because he had the cut eye in that. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Is it Otto yeah. Wallin? That yeah, one? I don't know. I can't. Remember, I can't remember it. But like, I, I, you know, Tyson, Tyson Fury is world champion. But I don't think that, you know, there's people out there who beat him. Yeah. That's that's a hot take. I, I can't wait. That's going in the thumbnail. That's going to be our, our quote of the day. I appreciate that one. Um, I want to talk about your journey going pro. Now, I watched one of your videos earlier and you mentioned how disappointed the, 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 you were. The, the, the uh, platform that I'm on is semi-pro. Yeah. It's a semi-pro platform, obviously. I can't... I'm going to get an international... Hopefully get this international pro license. Okay. Um, can't get an English boxing border control license because of my prison and yeah. stuff like that, you know, so I doubt I'd get that. So what are your thoughts on, on that that barrier to going pro because I see uh, is it Ty Mitchell he uh, similarly has, has gone prison for a, a, a different thing and um, he can't get a pro license but he argues that actually boxing is a route for him you know mm. getting on his own two feet but the board to, won't give him that to, what, what are your thoughts to, uh, well for me for you personally yeah. to be fair I'm not really like I said the, my main my main reason why I started boxing again and training I got out of jail 14 months ago and um, and my main reason I come out of jail, grossly overweight in a real bad place, mentally and physically, yeah. and, and obviously seeing Joe Joyce go and agrees and that and all that, you know. So I just wanted to get me head down, dedicate myself to boxing again properly. And I, I still, up until four months ago, didn't didn't think I was maybe too old now. I'm forty three now, so too old to do it um, but my main reason why I'd done it was to fill that void of um, uh, failure yeah so I f I've always felt for years I failed I could have done better obviously if I dedicated committed myself you know we can't turn back time yeah so I wanted to fill that void in my life of uh, of failure and and to s and, and dedicate myself and, and go and win because this Quest Boxing League ain't a you know it's, it's a good I saw uh, you saying it's, yeah it's a good league and and they're gonna bring people in to beat me so so for me winning my first fight in thirteen years the other in February that got rid of all failure got rid of all doubt everything out of my mind because I dedicated myself for fourteen months to to, to boxing again uh, training hard and fighting and I've gone out there and beat a really good season pro so now that failure I know. That I, I could have yeah. achieved what I wanted to, so that's my main reason why I started boxing again. And that's that's really inspirational because it's when you're, yeah, it's an amazing achievement. Yeah, and you're it, talking to yourself at that point. Yeah, you're saying, from, yeah, "Look yeah, at me, yeah, yeah, look yeah, what yeah, I can yeah, do," yeah. and that's really powerful. And I think, again, doing it at 43 as well is a major message in itself because you're showing people, our listeners, yeah. that it's never too late to prove something to yourself. No, that's right, definitely not. So. Boxing, that Quest League, you mentioned they're going to bring someone, they're trying to bring someone in to, to beat you. And that's because obviously you've got the, you've got the AJ, the Joe Joyce on your resume, right? Yeah, and, and they know they're boxing as well. So, so Alan Foley, who is uh, the, uh, is the, you know, the main guy that runs it all, it's his, it's his uh, business. 
he um I said to him obviously like I want to box again and then oh yeah Luke wants to box again and so they didn't sort of and I said I, I will dedicate myself so he gave me the opportunity to box on there so I'm not boxing three twos I want to box four twos so okay. so they let me box four twos and um and yeah it's just you know these the, the guys are getting in they are you know they send me a video and then I think you know, look at it but they're hard journeymen yeah yeah they're hard journeymen but so the videos they send to me they could be just so you know it's not it's not their full potential you know when they're coming on the quest it's on tv yeah it's going to be broadcasted you know right. so and obviously they're getting in with someone with a lot of experience so yeah they are coming out to to beat me i'm interested in why four twos and four threes and not three threes because it's quest it's, it's a faster platform so so it, Right from the bells, it will go. You know, you don't, right. have, time, you don't have time to, like 12 threes, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're a pro, like you'd have three rounds just looking around and, you know, uh, checking each other out or taking it easy for the first few rounds. It's not, it's four twos and it's, it's all go. So what does that do to your training and then your mentality? If it's just go, 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 like... It's, it's, a, it's a faster, it's just a faster pace, isn't it? The boxing's at a faster pace and you've only got two minutes and four rounds to, to prove what you need to prove. Um... So, so yeah, right from the right from the off, you've got to establish yourself in the first round. So you mentioned in one of your videos that you posted on Facebook about being in the best shape ever. Yeah, I know. And could you explain what that looks like? Is in what's a day in the life of Luke Herdman two point Now you're in the best shape of your life. What are you doing every day to stay in that shape? I'm working every day as well, so I'm grafting as well. So wow, so you got yeah, two so two careers yeah, so going I've got on. My own little flooring business, and obviously I come from. Uh, London got out of jail and funny enough two ministers because when I was in jail I was helping with the chaplaincy yep. you know with the church and that and uh, they they offered me a room in Northampton the chaplains the, the, the two ministers from, from the church in Northampton they said Luke do you want to come and live with us so I come I lived in Northampton I don't know anyone around here yeah. so I just set up um, um, set up base here set up my business and yeah so I'm up at R5 every morning and then I'll be training do an hour's cardio before I do anything and of course I've got to walk my dog and that as well and then uh, and I say I'll go to work and then obviously I'm now training at uh, Camberley Boxing Club on Sundays I'm at Kings Heath okay yeah um, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays sparring with the lads down there so yeah I'm just training every day but my whole like my whole body like is like so from 14 months ago my whole body now is just like a different machine you know it's like I, I, know, I, I would never thought my shape and the what you know my I never believed I could get as fit as I as, as I am now what's the diet it's like quite amazing yeah the diet at some point so I, I have like six meals a day like six o'clock nine o'clock twelve o'clock three o'clock six o'clock nine o'clock yes so, and uh, it's always got to be have protein in, in each meal and then that's it really that's that heavyweight diet um, we've spoken to a few fighters who are considerably lighter than yourself and they talk about the, the plights of making weight. Does it feel good to just be a heavyweight and not have to make weight? Not really, no, because I want to look good. When I'm <laughs> Fair it's enough. It doesn't mean I like, eat what you want. You know, I, mean? I want to be an athlete. You know, I want to look good as a heavyweight. I don't want to uh, be a fat heavyweight. Yeah. You know, what's the point in that? Yeah. Fair enough. I think I think the UFC <laughs> was on last night and there was a couple of heavyweights on the card. Um, and basically, they're middleweights who were just lazy. Yeah. Who, who haven't eaten right, haven't trained right, no. um, and it, it shows physically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting that you know, despite not having 
a weight to make on paper. You still want to keep yourself in both physically good shape. 18 but also stone I am, but I, you know, I need, I need to drop. I've also stopped dairy as well. recently. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Same. So, um, so I'm just, you know, it's quite hard work. That. I thought it'd be easy, but it's not. So I'm stopping dairy. Well, I have stopped dairy. Um, and yeah, so there's a few, couple more key come off, you know? Nice. Um, but yeah, just, just in real good shape, you know, and just, just keep plodding along, ready to go again in September. So you said you had two fights in two months. I had two fights in two months, yeah. Both wins. Both wins, yeah. And you back out again in September. Back out in September, yeah. What's the goals with Quest? Now? Yeah, what's what's your vision? My, my vision now is just to, to motivate people and, and be in, a bit of an inspiration and especially someone that's had a life of drugs and crime and, and I've had a right messy life, you know what I mean, and, and a lot of battles in my life. So it's just really uh, a bit of a testimony to to show other people what you can actually do, uh, just to mo- motivate people, keep fit, keep health, uh, healthy, and uh, just just keep going for, for my own fitness. It's not about any money or, or anything like that. It's just a motivational uh, thing, really. That's it now. I, I've, obviously, the first fight, that was for myself. Yeah. Uh, from, to to get, that, get rid of that failure um, um, out of my life, and I've done that, so I'm at peace with that. And, then, and now... Now, going forward, is just a keep fit thing, I suppose. Are you proud of yourself, Luke? Yeah. yeah. I can see it, man. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. I can yeah. see that, you yeah. know, it's, it's super important. When you're telling yourself that, I can do it, I will yeah, do yeah, it, yeah, yeah. and now you've done it, yeah. that's going to last forever. Yeah, and the fights are on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah. So they'll last forever. Yeah, yeah. So you can say to people, look, I did this. You know yeah, what I mean? Good, yeah. My kids as well, my three boys, you know, I haven't really seen them a lot, you know. So um and they and I'm seeing them a lot now and, and they're brilliant really, man really inspired by their heavyweights yeah they of course me and they can they can hit yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean so, so yeah. that's, that's gonna be good so they they they're gonna be good you know what I mean love that they 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 have a mentor yeah you can show them yeah, and, and also being 43 and dedicating yourself and your diet and your training you can lead by example hundred percent that's brilliant man yeah. let's talk about the division yeah. um so we've spoken about jo- Joyce. AJ, how do you think someone like you with your style and your attributes would fare against Zhang? I won't fight him. <laughs> Smart move, man. Yeah. Smart move. Swerve no, that no. one. I'll spar with him, you know what I mean? But yeah. I would, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight him. I'm not, you know, I'm doing all right as, as where I am, but, you know, it's, a, it's like, you know, they've been, they've, been, they've been at it for years and years and training and dedicating themselves. Yeah. So I know as a fight, I'll, I'll spar with Nick Webb. Nick Webb's a good friend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So is he from Bright- Brighton, is it? Uh, he's from Brighton, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll spar with Nick Webb regularly. You know, he's, he's a good friend of mine. And he's massive as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's a lump, yeah. So he's six foot, um, six foot seven. He's like Something 130 like key. And, um, yeah, he, he's been really helpful to spar with. And, and he, he's, uh, he was at my first fight. Um, Brilliant, man. So, yeah, so I'll spar with Nick. And, you know, Nick's, Nick's um, dangerous. He's a good fighter. Yeah. yeah, and you're around, so that'll be that'll mean you're around like Scott Welch and that's that type Scott, of people. As well. Scott Welch, yeah, Scott Welch. Um, before I went to jail, I got myself fit. So it's always been my motivation to, to get back in the ring. And um, before I went to jail, I was in good shape, but not as good shape as now. And Scott Welch, because um, I was sparring with Nick um, a lot, Scott Welch had invited me down for a sparring session. And I think there's a, a Polish guy called Camille Sokolowski or something like that. Yeah, so I sparred with him. I've done really well against him. Because <laughs> he used to be European champion, I'm sure. Yeah, but he, he boxed Dillian White and... and Chisora uh, as well. And Nick Webb. Yeah. Wow. So I sparred with him 
and uh, Scotch Welch was uh, in my corner for two rounds there. Yeah, so but uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. Go on. Yeah, so um, that's it. Really, it's just, it's just a keep fit thing now, and just to just to motivate people, and that's it. And obviously, um, share my testimony of where I've come from, and and also my love for God as well. You know, because yeah. if you put God center of your life, um, the center of what you're doing, He will always help you. You know what I mean? And you're living proof of that. Hundred percent. Uh, last couple of things. Just want to mention Wilder. Yeah. Thoughts on Wilder? Where does he go? Obviously, he's lost those three fights to Fury. Where does he go next? Do you think he beats people like Joshua, Joyce, Usyk, uh, even? If Joshua gets hit by Wilder, then he's gone, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. If anyone gets hit by Wilder, he's gone. But Andy Ruiz will beat Wilder. Okay. Hundred percent. Because they, they're rumours about that fight, isn't there? I don't know, but I just Andy yeah. Ruiz. He's just he's slippery. <laughs> The way he's so sharp, that sh- the way he moves. Speed in his hands, yeah, yeah, he's mental, yeah. yeah. yeah so. I, I, I want to see that fight. That'll be a good fight to see because I mean, of, like you say. Yeah, you see what we've done to Ortiz. Ortiz yeah. I mean, Ortiz, is, that, what a good fight. Yeah. A proper fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and look, let's get it right. Like Joshua and uh, Tyson Fury, no matter what Tyson Fury says, uh, he'll fight anyone here in Batgirl. Listen, he's protecting a lot of assets. Right? He, he is not going to risk they're businesses, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not going to risk. Uh, you know what I mean? That's why. That's why he didn't fight uh, Usyk. You know? Fury probably has, I don't know, ten million plus riding on being undefeated, if not more. Mm. The whole idea of being undefeated makes him an extra ten mil per fight. So for him to risk it, like you say, fighting an AJ, fighting a Usyk, is it's not. It's not a good business move. I mean, mm. as fans, as Sofa Sensei, from my perspective, I want to see those fights, but. From a business perspective, so like I understand. When Tyson Fury took on Deontay Wilder, he knew he he's only got to avoid one the right sh- hand, the right hand. Yeah, yeah. But like with Usyk, he's got to avoid. Usyk would have beat him. Yeah, it'd be like hitting a big, big punch bag. Yeah, and getting out of the way. Every time Tyson Fury's thrown a shot, I believe that Usyk would have hit him four back. Yeah, you know. So, um, right. One more thing I want to pick up on before I get to the last question is around, uh, you mentioned Julian Francis at the, at the start there. And uh, obviously we saw that, that big viral video of him as a doorman at Box Park. Now, what are your thoughts on that? Because... Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And yeah. he lost his job initially, but then the owner of Box Park said, wait there, have you seen the video? Like, he did what he had to do. And it's about that preemptive strike. And obviously as a man who's fought Mike Tyson, he's a heavyweight and all that sort of stuff. He knows how to handle himself. But have you ever worked on the doors? Is that any, ever, yeah, ever something you've experienced? And, you know, people, once they have a few drinks, you know, they, they think they're, they're heavyweights. But like you say, with your skill, has that ever been in a, a scenario you've encountered like that? Yeah, but the, he wasn't getting attacked, was he? I think, I think the guy... He was just running his mouth. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and just making a bit of a disturbance and just found the police on it. Right, okay. Okay, cool. So that would have been one where you said, all right. Just found if, you, if you're not Hot, done, like, Yeah. And the guy's like tiny, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a small guy. Yeah, yeah well, he was in a tiny guy. Yeah. But it's one of the things, it divides opinions. Listen, if you're a trained fighter and someone's off their nut uh, in the street, they don't see the punch coming. They're, right. They're, you know, the the um, your body, the nervous system doesn't send a message to the brain quick enough. To get out of the way. To, to, you know, so you're going to get knocked, spark out. Mm. Um you know, concrete floors and, you know, being outside. It's just not worth Big it. risks. I mean, yeah. If, if he would have gone down not woken up... Um, 
different conversation we're having right yeah, now. 100%. So, yeah, it's just, there was no point in it in him, personally. I appreciate your viewpoint on that one because, you know, the internet has a, a divided opinion. You, you know, you mentioned it yourself in the, in the comments uh, section of that video about Joe Joyce and Anthony Joshua. People have divided opinions and it's good to, to be a sofa sensei here and have your opinion on that given that you yourself are a heavyweight, uh, semi-pro boxer and then Julian Francis, of course, has his career as well. The last thing I want to touch on is around the lessons you'd like to give our listeners for this episode. Now, I think you've got a, a story that can inspire many, many people. Mm. Um, again, I'll go back to it. That self-belief part is really, really important. Uh, and also, I want to say the word forgiveness as well. Forgiving yourself mm. for, for, for your past um, and some of the things that, you know, uh, maybe you made the wrong decision on. But I'd also lean on the fact that actually everything you did got you to this moment right now. 100%. And that's really important. So what's yeah. your message to the listeners? Um... um Mainly for just for young people, really, isn't it? You know what I mean, yeah. So, so for for young people, um, you know, especially to mum and dad, if, if there's kids that are in any sort of trouble, you know, like um, messing around the streets, you know, with all the knives and, and all the rest of it, and getting them into get them into a boxing club, get them into the, the nearest boxing club, and and take them there three times a week, and and get them boxing and get, and get them into something. You know what I mean? And if, and and um, don't let them hang around on the street. Don't let them hang around on the street and, and, and get in trouble, you know. So, you know, boxing, yeah, I mean, boxing saved my life. I mean, many times on the street, you know. The, the fact that I knew how to box when I did get in trouble on the street and I had to defend myself, I've never, ever been a bully in my life, you know. So, uh, but I've never lost a street fight either. Yeah. So, you know, so it does help. It helps for self-defence. It helps for a lot of things, but also, you know. And that self-belief, that could have only come from... It's like now I'm 43 and I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm like, it's, it's madness. You know, it's uh, it's like everything was set out. Yeah. Uh, set out for me. You know, there's a reason why I'd, uh, I'm not bothered about that anymore. You know what I mean? But it's just, um, yeah, just uh, just the way, the way it is. But yeah, the main message is to just um, get your kids into boxing. You know, boxing is a, a great thing. And I know I said that was the last question, but you mentioned about just staying off the street. And I want to ask you a really obvious question. Are the streets worth it? No, definitely not, no. Cool. I appreciate your answer. I mean, I've got three boys and I can see that that they're, you know, the way they're talking and this and that, but they, they also know not, you know what I mean? That, you know, they're, they're going boxing, they're, they're getting themselves into it. And, and if I see that they're up to no good, then... then you know, at some point you can't do, you can only do so much, can't you? You know, but, um, but yeah, you just, you just got to get them into boxing, get them into boxing or, it doesn't have to be boxing, does it? It could be any, any sort of self-defense, it could be karate, it could be jujitsu, yeah. it could be any of them things, you know, just, just get your kids into doing something rather than, you know, being lazy and just letting them go out and do what they want. Yeah, because, you know, badness will always find its way and it's about, do you have that, that frame of reference, that discipline, the you know the role models to say, no, nah, you know what, I'm I've got boxing to go to, or I've got taekwondo to go to, and I I can't and get involved. In and, and and my mum and dad brought me up well, you know I don't know what went, you know <laughs> they, they brought me up well, you know not in this day and age, the kids are like four, four you know, five years old just glued to like yeah screens uh, screens and stuff, so they're gonna you know it's gonna be massive problems soon. Yeah, what he is because I I wonder in those situations you know. 
you can't watch what your kids watching all day on screen. You don't know what's popping up and what's entering yeah. their minds. Yeah, and that's right. at that age, they may not be able to interpret it anyway, yeah. uh, in a positive way. Mm. Um, so who knows? But that has been Sofa Senseis on the Acting Selfish Digital Network. That time has flown by. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Um, just let the people know where they can find you uh, on Instagram, on Facebook. Where can they get in touch with you? Yeah. Make sure you check him out and don't forget as well, uh, you can do your research on Luke by checking out YouTube. The fight with Anthony Joshua is there and the fight with Joe Joyce is that there as well? It is, yeah, but it's someone, I think someone else has put it on there so it hasn't got a lot of views and all that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Check it out, score the fight, put your thoughts in the comments because I scored it for Luke, so let me know your thoughts. Listen, that has been Sofa Senseis. This is the Acting Selfish Digital Network and I've been Kavan. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofa Senseis and Twitter, TikTok, all those great things, Aki and Saltfish. If you want to get in touch, leave us a comment or ask us a question, you can email akiandsaltfish at gmail.com and we'll get straight back to you. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and all those wonderful things. And most importantly, please share this conversation with a friend because Luke touched on some really important things there and I don't want them to miss it. So without further ado, stay tuned in for next week's part two where we get to know Luke a little bit more. Take care. Is that right? Perfect one.